It's April 25th, 2018, and this is the ninth episode of Video Games or Mistake. Electricity is a thing that we all have and that we enjoy. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Um, I have chosen to live without that for a moment. Um, It was... (laughs) Interesting. Uh, so yeah, we were we got like five minutes into the recording, and boop, my power went off. So here we are doing it again, back again. Do it live. Do it live. Back with two wonderful gentlemen. So Jermaine, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing even better because my internet stayed up. So I'm not going to complain about the work day now, just in case the internet got at it. <laughs> And what about you, Ian? How are you doing today? Good, good, buddy. Still got, uh, awesome. do have power here. No heat, but uh, we do have power. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, Ian is, Ian's doing without utilities 24-7, so he has no, <laughs> no, no feelings for me. I've been setting, like, well, you know, furniture on fire periodically downstairs, and yeah, that's oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that couch. I don't know. I hope there's not too much lacquer on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the cats have formed a war band that are they're uh, yeah. prowling around downstairs. Oh man, yeah. that's hilarious! It's getting rough out getting there. Getting rough in the world. Anyway, so all's right in the world again. We are back. You been playing some video games? You guys been playing some stuff? I've been playing these stuff. That's true. You have. So let's just get right into it. God of War. That's what everybody wants to hear about. Apparently, the, oh my god, that's what everybody wants to hear. God about. of War. So that game so, okay, stinks, right? This. It's no good. It's so bad, man. I I wish I can get a refund, but it's been two hours already. So, guess I gotta stick with it. Mm, too bad. So yeah, God of War. Let's do a an elevator pitch. Let's pretend like we're going up twenty flights. You get on an elevator with me, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tell you about God of War by the time you get off on your floor. So, a God of War looks amazing. We all knew that. We saw the screenshots, but it's way different seeing that game run on your own hardware now i don't have a 4k tv i'm not super fancy pants yet but uh i do have a ps4 pro so i bumped that thing into i know i traded a bunch of stuff in but i don't want to talk about that um (laughs) so we're running it in performance mode which tries to hit 60 fps doesn't really get there it's around 45 50 but i can't tell like i digital foundry told me I watched their video and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't doesn't hit 60, but you can't. I can't tell." Um, you're Kratos. You have a son. The game starts off and it jumps right into that. Uh, some things happen, and they send you on your way up a mountain. Um, this game is totally different than any other God of War. It feels like if you took Oblivion. And you mix it with a little bit of uh, Last of Us and add the Rage of Kratos into that mix. That's basically what this game is. It's There's loot, there's side quests, there's main quests, there's traversing, there's a little Metroid mixed in there. You'll see doors that you can't open yet because you don't have the right equipment. It's tailor-made for me and everything I love about video games. Story, action, combat. It's oh, so good. It's so good. Oh, damn. We're on the 20th floor. Um, the axe, man. Tell me about the axe. Well. so rad. Oh, wait. So now, oh, there's 100 yeah. floors on this building. And our so. Willy Wonka's over <laughs> The axe. Dude, when you take the axe, the first time I threw the axe, I had to 
huge smile on my face because it just feels like weighty and when you toss it it just poof, dink. and so i was like all right that's cool i hit that dude in the head with my axe went on about my business once you throw your axe out of your hand you can do hand-to-hand combat so i'm just punching guys i defeated the enemy in the tutorial and i was like all right let's leave and then it was like yo hit triangle and i was like oh shit what's that do bow magnet like thor-esque axe claiming back to my hand it just feels so good i sometimes i'm just walking through the world i just throw it call it back throw it just call it back just because it's fun (laughs) the animation quality is so good and i've just seen some people break it down just linking to the stuff that they've done on twitter and like man it just everything feels like it's just all tailor made to there's been so much work that's gone into tailor making the animation yes. feel just that weighty and responsive so yeah it's 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 built like at times it feels like it's too not too much in the sense that it's overwhelming too much is i don't get to appreciate it all cuz i'm just going forward so sometimes i have to slow down and just admire the background admire the set dressing admire the way he's walking the way his armor is bouncing off his well that's not whatever the way his armor is bouncing <laughs> off his body it's just it, everything just flows man it's just so good so i think i'm about 10 hours into the game i'm digging the story i'm digging the father-son relationship that's going on which at times um it's it's rough kratos is not a nice yeah. dude but but there are slight times where he tries, you can tell he's trying to like reach out, but I think there's some conflict in his head that he's like, oh, if I'm, if I'm nice to him, then he'll, he'll not be strong. He won't be a warrior. So let me not try to be nice to him right now. It's weird, but it's good. Yep. Yeah, the, can you believe that we're talking about in, in 2018, the year of our Lord, we're talking about <laughs> a, the character dynamics in a God of War game. It's kind of like, weird. Can you believe that? It's a little bit weird. Like, it's like that is wild to me. That that is such a hard left from anywhere that they have been with that series in the past. That man, that good for them. Good for just swinging yeah. for the fences and going crazy and just doing something nuts. And what is uh, also nuts about it is that they didn't do the right the routine thing which is reboot everything and just create some new space for exactly. themselves they it's all on a continuity with the original game so all that monstrous shit that he'd done in the past like that'll still <laughs> exist in this world so and i think that's the craziest thing because they do touch on that um pretty early on in the game they don't exactly spell out what happened but there are definitely people in the world of this god award that know that he's a god that knows where he came from. And I haven't unveiled why, but they're pissed off at him. Don't know why. <laughs> like, I haven't gotten that far, but it, oh my God. The fight, oh, it's just so good. I can't even, I just want to play it right now. If we weren't streaming, if we weren't talking on this podcast, I'd be playing it right well, now. I think right now it stands as the so highest rated PS4 game ever. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I could be wrong about that, but it's up no. there. I think it had a 95 on Metacritic last time I looked. So, yeah, I mean, wow. Pretty, it's yeah. well deserved. So, a couple of questions. So, I have heard mm-hmm. that the main, so the the probably the main criticism that I've heard of the game is that the first four to five hours is like an extended tutorial 
and it takes a bit to open up. Is that true? Did you feel that way? Yeah, I would say it's probably more like three hours, but still, it's an extended time to be basically you're learning how to fight you're learning the different things you can do to your weapons how you can upgrade your armor but it's still enjoyable like i understand why people made that complaint but the entire time i was still in awe because it's something that you haven't experienced with kratos in this setting in this type of environment the camera itself is different than any other god of war game so yeah it is a little different it is a little tutorial tutorial um handholdy but when it opens up it opens up like you get to a point which no spoilers it's essentially a hub like you're like hey come here to go do some some things and once it opens up you're like oh i had no idea this game was about that okay and i think the wait is well worth it but if you do feel like you're getting tired of the gameplay or you're tired of being handholded in that first three hours, I just say push through it, get through it. You'll know when it opens up because they may, it's very dramatic. Like what happens you, I, the whole time just sitting there like <laughs> eyes open wide, mouth open. I have a clip of it somewhere on my on my Twitch channel. It's It was ridiculous. That game, uh, it looks incredible. That game is absolutely beautiful because I've – I've watched a bit. I've caught like a little bit of your stream when it's been like auto hosting mm-hmm. you. Um, and man, I'm cause I'm trying very hard not to watch it. Cause my wife is just taking control of our PS4 and she's been playing Nino Cooney just nonstop for th- oh. the foreseeable future, I think. Um, but eventually <laughs> I'm going to play that game. But man, every time I see you, like you're in a completely different environment it looks exactly. incredible. Like watching him move around and punch people is awesome. I mean, it just, <laughs> wow. That game is something. I mean, there's just, I feel like every time a God of War gets released, there's like this just wow factor at how pretty it looks. And I mm-hmm. was curious if they're going to be able to do that again. And they hundred percent did. Cause that game, oh, is, yeah, they know. it is a jump. I mean, it is, it's gotta be the best looking PS4 game, right? I mean, I mean, it's up there. Like this and uh, Hero. Uh, what's the Horizon? Game Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Looker. Yeah. For me, those both of those make me want to have a 4K set. Like those will be the first two games I first two anything I do with the TV. I'm gonna set it up, throw on Horizon, throw on God of War, and just sit back and just drool myself. Probably. <laughs> it looks good. Real good. They've always I'm been so system glad that game is too, good. right? Like, I mean, the God of Wars have always kind of oh, been yeah. like, here's what we can do with the PlayStation. Check this out. So, yeah. Yep. I'm glad that that's uh, still the case. Yeah. So, other than God of War, I've been playing <laughs> Fishing Strike. <laughs> Fishing Strike. Uh, you you yeah. guys converted yeah, me to that yeah. last week. I've been checking that out too. It's pretty good. How, it's... how, how what do you think of it? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, it's like, I. There's so many to think it's no, bad. it's not bad. Like I really, it's fun. Like I, I, it's just not what I was expecting exactly. Like I was thinking it was gonna be more yep. like okay, this is actually gonna be like fishing, but it's really not. Like <laughs> like once nope. you catch a fish or hook a fish, then you've got these insane. Like yeah. uh, I think Benson, you mentioned like there's like a whirlpool lightning bolt combo that you can hit the fish with, and yeah, it's it's neat. I think 
<laughs> a game is yeah game is something else that game is wild yeah, i really need to stop playing it i'm like two minutes away from like giving them money like i need i need some more gold and i need some more loot boxes so i put like eight hours into this i'm gonna give you five bucks that's that's reasonable <laughs> that's funny <laughs> I, yeah, I have problems. Mobile game. Yeah. Mobile game of the year so, so far good. for me. So it's good. real good. They do the thing, too, where it's like... That's it for me. They throw a bunch of stuff at you at the beginning and then taper it off. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Then they cut you off yep. real quick, and it's like, no, oh, some... what happened? <laughs> Go buy some, some more boats. It felt so good <laughs> to upgrade my guys. And... Yep. Well, it's it's I don't even guys. It's like my my hot anime ladies. Yep. Yeah. Know, or whatever they, they are. You know. I see what you mean too about like it feeling kind of like that was repurposed assets from something else. It's really it, weird. It hundred percent is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like gotta fishing, be repurposed assets. The actual right? fishers, like or anglers, don't look like anything else in the game. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a nightmare. So. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but that's it. That's all I've been playing. That's enough this week. Yeah. Soak that baby no in. More. You were excited, so yeah. I'm glad that it's good. I'm so glad that it came out and it wasn't like, mm, well, you know, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I would have felt really bad for you because you were you oh, were I so jazzed about that game. I would have been bumped out, man. I would have been like, oh well, I guess I guess I'll play Yakuza. Now. I mean, like that's God of War, <laughs> so you're kind of expecting a 80, 85 type game you know like yep. which is fine but uh like this seems like it's the this year's breath of the wild right now like which is insane oh it's so good. didn't see that one coming no. for sure like not at all well good for them that's awesome definitely and then you know that that clip that's running around on social media of of you know cory balrog like i think mm-hmm. just just weeping when he read the, you know when he saw the reviews for their site like Good for that guy. Like, what a real human being. That was super You know, like, I mean, good for him. And you can tell they really are proud of that game. And they really, you know, they they really were happy about that game before everybody started. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we knew this was great. You know, like, it wasn't that kind of thing (laughs) where they were like, oh, man, I hope people like this. And then, like, it came out. And no, I mean, they clearly poured their heart and soul into that game. And boom, it hit. And it's just you know people that make games are people too like remember yep, that exactly like, so all right well what about you ian what have you been playing a couple things um uh one of which is uh, a game called frost punk uh i think uh oh, you had yeah i've been playing that as that well too uh, and it would have been more frost punk if i hadn't uh, had another uh <clears throat> assignment but uh frost punk is really neat um it's a city builder colony management sim that's set in a crater, basically, uh, during some kind of apocalypse that's brought on uh, just global winter everywhere. And uh, so you're, you've got to get these this band of survivors to build a, uh, a a town, a shanty town, basically, in this like around a generator that's kind of plugged into the uh, ice, and so. The whole game is basically trying to keep that fueled with coal uh, to find enough. You know, you, your other resources are going to be uh, uh, wood and steel, um, which you can salvage. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then you, there's your kind of standard 
research. Uh, you'll have to you have to uh, have uh, facilities set up to make food for people. Uh, if if they get too cold, you know, people are going to start getting sick, and people who get sick need to be treated in uh, in clinics. Uh, and it's by the same people that made this war of mine. So there's a lot of which is one of the most amazing not fun games I've ever played in my life. Like it's just it's real brutal. Uh, so there's similar kinds of decisions that you have to make uh, as the as the leader of this band of people too. And uh, and what I like about it is that it doesn't really give you a uh, a morally clear choice, right? Like you're trying to make what uh, what's a good choice for your colony, but this is always going to involve making some kinds of compromises and uh, and having a little bit more like uh, it's pretty gray when it comes to what the right thing to do is. Uh, so it's been it's been good. Uh, I feel like it's it definitely keeps you on the knife edge most of the time. Uh, it, you're, mm. It's very much a subsistence game that's based on like, you know, this feeling of scarcity. You're constantly working with not enough. Um, so there's there's a lot of stress involved and that may not be uh, up everybody's alley. Uh, but yeah, Benson, you had a, a chance to play with it too. What, yeah, what have you been thinking? Yeah, I felt I felt very similarly. I felt like it, it's very stressful. Like so, it's it's a constant sort of like pressure that it puts on you, where the 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 people in your colony are just always bitching about something because mostly being cold. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so they're getting real cold, and they they don't like that too much, and they're just like, we need tents to live in. And I'm like, we're all gonna die if you don't mind cold, you know. Um, so, and that pressure doesn't appear to alleviate; it actually kind of gets worse. Um, at least for, from very very early, it doesn't goof around with you. It's like, hey, you need to build tents or people die. Yeah. And but if yeah. you build tents, then you're not gonna build these other buildings that you need. And I mean, it, it doesn't mess around with its, uh, you know, its harshness at the beginning. I do like it. There's definitely some, the choice making in it is very interesting, you know, combining that sort of almost like a banner saga sort of choice making mechanic with a, with a city builder is really interesting. Um, and then, it's a good city builder, to be honest. Like I, I like playing it. It also, has a level of polish on its animation that is unbelievable for a thirty dollar game. It looks beautiful, like, um, actually. Yeah, it is. That game is something for. I mean, you, you you when you zoom in, especially like it's it's actually hard to tell how pretty it is in the default view when you're just so the view is very circular because it's around the furnace that's central to your city, and so everything gets mm-hmm. built around this furnace. But when you zoom in on the people and you see them, everything is just uh, the the buildings have individual lights. You know, like if it's too cold where the building is, there'll be some snow on the ground. If it's real close to the furnace where it's warm, it's all mud. I mean, it you'll see your guys like if there's if they're going through snow, they're like trudging through. That was one of the coolest you know? things and, too. Like when, when I first fired the game up, you have this little group of survivors and you send them out to get uh you know resources and i didn't really realize what was happening but then i saw them going out and making the trails through the like waist deep or uh, you know chest deep snow and i was like oh my god that's what it looks uh so yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it is it is wild like that game the level of polish on the animation in that game is just it's something to behold and i i think it's one of those things that 
you know, I think the difficulty and the stress level of it is going to turn a lot of people off who otherwise really like city builders because city builders Mm -hmm. like sort of in a weird way. I mean, they have a level of tension, but a lot of times after a certain point, once you hit like this homeostasis where everything is okay and you just kind of doof around, I get the feeling it Mm -hmm. never happens in Frostpunk. You're just constantly struggling. Um, I have yet. So now are you losing people the entire time? Uh, you do lose people. I mean, I did. I mean, I think it's inevitable that you're going to have people <laughs> die, but, uh, you do yeah. eventually right. attract other survivors. Like you'll put up a beacon and they can see you from a ways off. So you'll have like bands. Eventually you'll have bands of more survivors coming in, which can be good and bad because if you suddenly get over, uh, whelmed, uh, with people who all need a place to sleep and something to eat, and it's really, really cold out, then um, and people get real bummed when uh, people die. So if like that, yeah. that starts happening <laughs> a lot, it can kind of cascade, and you can wind up having you know just kind of total collapse uh, come in on you pretty quick. But yeah, gotcha. just to, yeah, I mean, people get the TLDR. Yeah, you, you get new people eventually. Yeah, people get oh. upset real fast in that game. Um, they're grumpy. Mm. so uh <laughs> they get they get real grumpy real quick with you um which is crazy it it that game is something else it's interesting and I, i'm really excited to get more into it it's just such a busy week for releases yeah. that i think frostbunk right. is going to be the game that i come back to well right? definitely and yeah. it, it goes some places too that i was not expecting at all <laughs> so i'm not mm. sure how far you've gotten in but th- there's there's a decision mm. point in the game where uh I won't spoil anything, but yeah, you'll be able to go one of two very, very different ways. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. I, I that that game, I, I'm really psyched about it, and I'm interested to play more of it. So, um, I'm glad to hear you're liking it. What What else you been playing? You played anything other than Frostpunk? Yeah. Uh, got a little bit of extra time with uh, Masters of Anima, um, which is uh, it's something I checked out um before it came out on uh, PC. Uh, but I just got uh, I just got the code um, for uh, the Switch, so I'm going to try uh, playing that on uh, Switch. And Masters of Anima is kind of a cross between, say, like a Torchlight or Diablo kind of uh, dungeon crawler, plus Pikmin, um, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you, you get to um, you're kind of this doofus uh, character named Otto. You're you're doing this standard thing where you're, you've got to save your fiance from an evil wizard uh, pretty much by the numbers fantasy trope story there. But what mm-hmm. you do is as a, uh, I think a, as a shaper of anima, I think is what they call them. You get to control these little guardians and by using different, uh, by, diff- by using anima or mana, basically you can raise up armies of these little Pikmin guys that can do different things. Either they'll have, they'll be, uh, um, They'll be able to push obstacles around or they'll fight things. So there's some light RTS in there. Um, and I liked it on PC. I thought it was kind of neat, but I think it's going to be cooler. It's going to stand out a lot more on the Switch where there's just not anything like that yet. So I'm excited to try that out. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And then uh, the big thing, I think, for me this week, uh, this weekend was Battletech and getting that written up for Strategy Gamer. Um, Battletech being uh, Brain Schemes. Uh, turn-based finally a basically a, a adaptation of the board game uh from uh the 80s and 90s if you remember the fossa game um it's 
kind of I, I find it's uh it's very much a game if you remember that uh the board game experience the tabletop experience then you're probably gonna like this a hell of a lot uh what i said in my review was that it may be tougher for other people to get into um i think there's a little bit of sterility to it that might make it hard to initially care very much about the world and the story uh but i think i do think mm-hmm. the writing is top notch and most importantly i think that the like the strategy loop is really good um you've got so much stuff to fiddle with as far as putting you know outfitting your mechs you can throw extra energy weapons on and then you know throw extra heat sinks if you want to strip some armor off um you get a, a hell of a lot of control and you do have this kind of XCOM like layer where where time's kind of always going by <clears throat> and you'll have to have your your mech warriors will have to heal if they get injured and they take a little time to refit if they're if they're uh taken out or if they're damaged in battle so it's not just a matter of whether you lose people or mechs in the field just getting some severe damage is going to be a financial consideration uh and that's going to be i think a pretty surprising part for a lot of people because it's not really you're going to be watching your wallet so much more than I think, uh, uh, at least I'm used to in a, in a strategy game like this. So, but overall, I think it's really fun. I like it. Uh, and uh, I haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet. I uh, kind of had to do a rush job on the review, but um, uh, definitely looking forward to playing more of that. Yeah, that game, it, it feels like Battletech did, which Battletech had a sterility to it. Like that was weird, mm-hmm. you know, the, the game system. So you're, it's, you know, far flung future, you know, everybody's scattered everywhere. And, and then it, it's this very sort of by the numbers war game um, with the only sort of chance element being dice to hit and hit location. But it, it is a very straightforward, you know, this guy and it's it's a lot of modifiers to movement and like your guy moved and he is a guy moved so that means it's a plus three and then oh he's behind trees so that's plus you mm-hmm. know another number and um so it's mm-hmm. it's very like rulesy and uh, so I actually feel like you know I've played probably two hours of BattleTech and I feel like it it captures that very well <laughs> you know it is yeah. it is absolutely that game again where. There are going to be people who don't understand why it's hard to hit things. There are going to be people who I, you know, I ran my mech and then it's this other guy jumped and it's really hard to hit him. It's like, well, that's because <laughs> it's the game system was built. Yeah. I wish it made things like that a little bit more explicit. I think it could do a better job of showing you what modifiers are in play for a particular shot or, or mm-hmm. move. But um, you get used to it. I, it's another game too, where you kind of have to get to a point uh where the first few missions that you do, you can't really fuck up because if you, uh, if you do, you lose, uh, and like you (laughs) taking too much damage, I mean, you can succeed the mission and still wind up, uh, like, well, I can't do another mission now because I've got two of my guys wiped out and I've got to, uh, you know, repair three mechs. I just don't have the money to do it and pay everybody. So you can just go bankrupt and the game's over. Um, but after a particular story mission, they kind of alleviate some of that. Like they have you on a pretty tight rope for the first three missions or so, or so. and then after that, it kind of opens up. But uh, yeah, it it's definitely steep there at the beginning it is. for sure. Like mm-hmm. you know, 
when when you get into a, a combat and the very first mission one of the i mean the very first mission it's like none of your units can die and it's like wait what yeah wow if anybody Jeez. if anybody dies you just instantly lose and it's like oh okay well <laughs> and it's not hard to die i would say no. i mean, it, I mean- <laughs> that that there is only one difficulty level and it is hard you know it is not forgiving Great. in any way um, and also even some of game those, is, those those initial missions have some procedural generation to them like you won't necessarily mm-hmm. see the same sets of enemies if you play through them you know on, on different playthroughs like i did um like instead of a mech uh you might see an enemy mech you might see a couple tanks um mm-hmm. which is always a good thing because the because tanks in BattleTech are things that you step on and that's not a problem uh <laughs> but yeah. uh Anyway, uh, it definitely has. Yeah, it has an XCOM feel to it where it's like this game is hard and we don't like have any qualms about it being that way. But it it's almost hard in a in an old school sort of like I know that everybody says oh old games were hard. But like in a in an unforgiving way, like old XCOM was where new XCOM, there's ways to mitigate and there's difficulty levels. Battletech doesn't have difficulty levels no. as far as I can see. It's just like this is what it is. And good luck you know yeah, so, and it's like um, what you do is you save your game and load if you screw it up and that's kind of how things exactly it, it also has like a preconception about I, I think that it does it definitely knows its audience right and so it 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 spits you right into things that i think for players who have never heard of battletech or played one of those games that you kind of just don't understand it's like what why right. do i need line why can't my missiles hit this guy mm-hmm. you know it uses some it uses some terminology that is very, you already know what Battletech is. Um, like SR, I was trying to figure out if it actually explains to you what LRMs and SRMs are at the beginning. And it doesn't, it, doesn't. it just yeah. has, it just says SRM, LRM. And it's like, what the hell is that? And that stands wow. for short range missile and long range missile. So, and long range missiles go in an arc and SRMs go like straight at them. So, uh also like you and it it doesn't it also doesn't pull the punches on the mech that it gives you so the the mech that you start with has weapons that do not work up close like it has auto cannons that are harder to hit with up close but that you would never understand why that was the case in right so it it sort of hides some of its weirdness. So it's very true to the board game, which I love personally because I'm a huge Battletech fan, but I can definitely see where people who aren't huge Battletech fans would be like, why can't I hit anything? Why does my weapon not work? Why, you know, um, but I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind of love that. That's the direction they went with it. You know, like if you don't know what Battletech is by now, like, you know, you probably aren't interested. Right. You know, yeah. to an extent. Yeah, exactly. Like, so PBCs either excite you or they don't. And if they do, then yeah. Yeah. Sign right up. Cause yeah. that's, if you, if you're into Gauss rifles and you're into as many medium lasers as you can get, then Battletech is for you. Yeah. If you are, <laughs> if you are like I like strategy games, kind of like I don't know, I don't know that this is the, you know the game for those. And there's so many of those out that are like way more accessible. But I think these are the types of games I hope do really well because these are the types of games that I fall in love with the hardest mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're like not good for everybody right um right i don't know i'm excited to play more of that game i really enjoyed the the couple hours that i had with it so and hearing you really like it all the way through is 
pumping me up for it. Yeah, I'm stoked so. about it, man. I and I, I'm gonna try to. I don't know. Maybe we should get together and uh, stream a match or two because I know they do have the online. yeah and goof around with that. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, we should. That sounds fun. So, what else? You play anything else? A, you, so your strategy man this week. Yeah, uh, that's about it for me. I think. Um, yeah. What What about you, man? What have you been up to? All right. So this is gonna so. Mostly what I've been playing is a game from two years ago. Um, I've been playing a ton of Hitman. Hitman! Um, Hitman. Hell yeah. Hitman is still fucking sweet. That game is so good. Um, I've been streaming a ton of it because I actually never finished Hitman. Um, I played through... I played the hell out of the first three missions, like played them to death. And because of the way it came out, I never got around to playing the, like, I think there's three more that I haven't really touched. So playing through it again has been just amazing because I remember, I remember just enough to get through sort of the rough parts of that game, which are like Paris when you have no idea how it works. And, you know, so I know Hitman's a very weird thing. And like, I don't want to dwell on like the game design of Hitman, but Hitman's real weird in that, like if you try to just play Hitman and not do what they're trying to make you do, you're going to have a real bad time for a while. But then yep. if you take the path that they're trying to lead you down, eventually you can do whatever you want because it teaches you how mm. the like clockworks and the game work. So if if people don't know, and I, I would assume people know what Hitman is by now, but Hitman's like a big open world assassin game. Um, where it drops you into maps and you have to like kill targets. Um, but it's sort of, I would say that Hitman's geared heavily. One of the big differences for most open world games is Hitman's very geared around its disguise system where you like bop a guy over the head, drag him and put him in a box. And then, you know, you, you become that guy, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, it's there are many fairly absurd strategic. <laughs> exactly. Hitman is like the most slapstick, comedy game that i've played in a long time when you play it because <laughs> some dumb shit happens in like some video it is a video game ass video game where like oh that guy's looking over there and i just club this dude with a wrench it's cool yep. he doesn't even see me <laughs> i'm just gonna take his clothes in an instant and then drop him into this you know laundry hamper and no one's the wiser and then i just walk off and now i'm that guy even though I'm like bald and <laughs> yeah. a foot taller and, <laughs> but it totally knows that where his voice, like all of the, the biggest thing about Hitman that I had sort of forgotten that I came back to is how totally insane the voice work. It's in that so game weird. Is. Like, it's almost like some Tom Hardy character, like he's like doing Bane or something <laughs> like that. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, but man. it's like that for every character yeah. like it it is just i i almost feel like in hitman they just like grabbed everyone that they knew and were like hey come be this guy you know in Hitman because the voice it, it it's but it it gives it if it wasn't there i wouldn't like hitman as much it's all of it that comes together that makes it so good but yeah i've been playing a ton of that and i I can't wait till they make another Hitman because, man, it just juiced me back up for this game. I love it so much. Um, 
And it's a great stream game too. Nobody streams it, which is crazy to me because it's so much fun to play right. and it's super fun to watch. Like, you know, I shot a guy, like I killed, you know, I gassed a bunch of dudes in an atrium and then snapped a guy's neck and then literally ran through a hotel with like the entire security force chasing me for a good solid <laughs> 10 minutes, you know, the other day. And like, I'm switching clothes and I'm like, hide around the, the corner and then like club a guy, you know, Oh, now I'm a waiter. And I would just like walk out and then they would figure it out. And I would so good running off. I mean, it's just, it's so dumb. Like then I end the mission by just like, just completely no stealth at all. Just running at the target and just shooting him in the face. And then I just, and so then I, I have to run to a boat down a dock and there's just a little army of security men chasing me right to this boat. And the hilarious part is there are also two security men that are like on the boat, but <laughs> they're basically standing right by the boat and they don't even realize that I'm a threat and they just let me run right past them. And I just jump onto the boat. <laughs> I'm fully expecting to have to kill these guys. And they just like, Oh, hello, sir. You know? And I just jump on the boat and I get it. It's so dumb. That, that game is so silly. So Love the levels, too. Play hit, man. The levels are so good. God. Like, Sapienza is maybe one of my favorite video game worlds ever made. It's just... Oh, wow. It's beautiful, it's too. Gorgeous. Like, yeah. It game is so beautiful, and it it runs really good. It, you know... It, it also brings every bit out of that level design that it can. You know, so it makes these huge, goofy, like, playgrounds... And then it gives you a million ways to play in them, mm -hmm. right? And because mm -hmm. it, it's doing that sort of dead rising play by the the achievements sort of thing um, where it's leading mm -hmm. you down the path. And God, man, that game is just, it's just such such a great game. But so so I've been playing Hitman, you know. Hitman's good. I'm a time traveler. I'm a, I'm a yeah. time traveler from two years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, oh, so on the spy vein, um, so I've been in, in, in a similar vein here. I played spy party. Yeah. Um, yes. Which is a thing that. that, a yeah, this thing has apparently been an early access since like steam was created. Um, <laughs> I, they've been working on spy party, something like six or seven yeah. years. This game's been in development. Exactly. Um, and it's still in early access. Um, and parts of it are super rough, like the lobby, but so spy party, what it is. It's very interesting, the concept. So it's a sort of asymmetrical thing where um, you, one person plays as the spy at a party. So you are like a, a one of many, many NPCs. There's tons of them, depending on how many, you know, how the level is set up. So you're walking around these these this party and you have a series of tasks that you're trying to complete, like you know, bug the ambassador or, you know, flirt with this target, you know, like seduce them or mm -hmm. swap out the statue or, you know, it's so a series of very spy like things. And while you're doing that, you're doing your best to appear to be one of the other NPCs, right? <laughs> so you're trying to walk mm -hmm. in a very robotic nature because you quickly learn like, it's very easy to spot a person that walks like a person because the NPCs, they clearly have like a place they're going. Right. So they, you know, they have a point on the ground right. that I'm going to walk to, and then I'm going to decide to wireframe my way around, um, this, this room. 
Um, and people don't walk like that, right? Like, so they kind of walk and then they stop and they go, where am I going to go? And then they turn and then they walk. If you see that, you're instantly dead um, because the other player is playing as a sniper who is looking into the level, um, but has no knowledge um, of who is who is the spy. And he is trying to determine who that person is and then shoot them before they are able to accomplish all of their spy tasks. Um, there's also a timer that ticks down so that the spy doesn't have just unlimited time to act like a robot. Um, <laughs> but man, that game is, is super interesting. Like some of the things that it is doing because, um, there's a lot of mind games and especially since it's, it's built to play with just one other person. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you're swapping back and forth. So like, I'm the spy, you're the spy, I'm the spy, you're the spy. You start to learn like people's tendencies and realize like what they do. And like, I have a bad tendency. The guy that I was playing it with, um, a really cool dog from the discord, uh, we were playing it together and I know that that's actually his discord name. A, really it's a great cool name. Dog. Very strong. Um, it's a great name. Yeah. It's very good. Um, but we were playing it and he started to learn that I didn't pay t- too close attention to the timer. So he would sort of like watch and see if he could like figure out, you know, who am I suspicious of? And then toward the end, um, I would start to run out of time and there's a mechanic where you can walk to the window and then check your watch and that adds time to the clock, but it's very obvious um, if they're looking for it. <laughs> so he would just wait till about 30 or 45 seconds. And I would almost always be like, Oh shit, I don't have any time. And I would try to be very sneaky <laughs> and walk over and be like, you know, looking at my watch and then I would immediately get killed. So he learned that. And about like three times in a row, I just died checking my watch. Um, so then I, I went much quicker and I realized then I won a couple of times because I realized, Oh, he's not really paying attention early. He's waiting for me to check my watch. So, um, right. It is a cool thing. It's a little rough. You know, there's some parts of it that are, um, it's lobby is horrific. Um, it's really bad. And, um, like not early access, like PUBG bad. Uh, I'm talking, it drops you into a lobby where you have literally no idea what to do. You know, it, it, it assigns <laughs> like it has a bunch of people on the screen that are like steam ID numbers and, Ooh it looks like you've dropped into DOS or something like when, oh when you go into the yeah. lobby. It's, it's real bad. Um, but, and it's tutorial. I would say it's tutorials a little heavy handed because it, it, it is clearly a game that a man has designed that he wants to play. Right. Exactly. Uh, by himself. <laughs> yeah. So he made it and he was like, here's how I'm going to play it. And he built the interface around the way he wants to play it. And the tutorial walks you through the way that you could determine who the spy is if you're the sniper, right? Um, it's a little heavy-handed and feels weird, but then once it spits you out of that, and it does an okay job of telling you what to do, but it is long. It is like a... I played it on stream. It's a good 20, 25-minute tutorial for a game that is not yeah, that I mean, complicated. You really kind of went through all the uh, <laughs> vitals on it, like in, you know, two minutes just a little bit ago and then it's like now we're gonna do it yeah and you're like okay and then now we're gonna do it again and you're like all right okay (laughs) you know i get it um and and it's like no you didn't do it right and you're like maybe i could just play your game 
<laughs> but I play, there's a core play there. Yeah. yeah, can I can I maybe just play? Maybe just play. Um, but there is a core hook to that thing that I could definitely see. If they figure out a way to, to set up a lobby where there's multiple people in the lobby and like there's only two people playing at once, that could get very interesting because I love the idea of like having spectators and people being like, no, he's the spy, you know, or like there's a party. <laughs> there's definitely a spectator piece to it that I think is very strong. Um, it's a good stream game, especially. And it does look um, so much better now game. to you. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I mean, I know the lobby's rough, but man, just in game, like since the last time I watched, looked at it, which was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. Miles and miles better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool thing. The concept is great. Um, very, very interesting. So I'm interested in, in what that game is throwing for sure. Um, try it out. It's cheap too. It's, you know, 20, 25 bucks. I think it's definitely one of those, like for people who like stuff like um, Werewolf, you know, it's got that sort of feel to it to me. Um, but it's weird because it's only two people. Um, right. it immediately felt like a party game to me. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't because there's only two of you. It almost feels like you should have like a crew, you know, on both sides, like, <laughs> you know, like, like three people on one side on one computer and then three people on another side. Um, maybe that would make it more fun. I don't know. And you can, it's, I, it's I can fun. see you playing collaboratively. Like if, especially from the mm-hmm. sniper angle, I mean, you could just be sitting around and yelling at each other about who's, you know, oh, look, yeah. check him, check him out. It is a, a work of art design wise though. Mm-hmm. Like there is very clever design work in that thing um, that I am very impressed with. Like, you know, so y- your only interaction as a spy with a sniper, other than knowing that he's trying to shoot you is um, d- this laser sight that moves around the room. So you know mm-hmm. where the sniper is focusing at any moment, but you get to where you learn that maybe that's not where he's looking because you could still see, even if you don't have your gun pointed, like, you know, so there's a mind game there too. Like, I'm not looking at you. Don't worry. The laser is nowhere close to you. Right. Um, or you, you move the laser around to see if people will stop moving or stop doing what they're mm-hmm. doing. So it's, there's some mind games going on in that thing that, uh, you know, there's a hook there. There's a core to that game that is very, very interesting. So is there a part where you can move the laser out? So you can't see what a laser is at all as if he just put his gun down. So you don't know where he's. so you can move it so far away from the guy that he can't really see it. Um, so there's also, they've done some really clever stuff with level design where, there's one level where you are at the top of a uh, sort of like a tower almost. It, it's like a, a multi-layered building and you're on like the third floor and below you is the second floor, but it's circular. So it's like a half half okay. U shape and there are pillars in the way. So you can't see everything at once. You have to like turn. So as you look around the level, your view of other parts of the level are obstructed. So maybe you're looking mm-hmm. at the guy, because you think maybe he's trying to bug the ambassador when really he's, you know, checking the statues and you can't see the statues because, um, you know, also it's got a funny mechanic. It, it's got some just odd stuff in it. Like it's got a 
So there's one mechanic where you are trying to contact a double agent as the spy. And when okay. when you go to speak to them, uh, you can trigger it at any moment, right? Um, but when you, you can trigger it anytime, or you can actually try being in the same circle as the the suspected double agent who is marked, the spy knows who the certain important targets are. So like they know who the ambassador is. They knew who the suspected double agent is. Right. Um, right. So one of the missions is to contact the double agent and you need to be in close proximity to them and talk to them. But the, the talk button is it's audible to the spy. And instead of it being like a voice cue or something like that, it is literally the developer saying, banana bread into the microphone <laughs> and it is the most lo-fi recording of somebody saying banana bread <laughs> you know it is like i love it. it it sounds like it was recorded on you know like real audio um That's 10 great. years ago and he just kept it you know yeah. like, so back when he started it's like <laughs> i'm keeping this it's good banana bread that's awesome. And but it's funny because you'll do it when you're not. So one of the tricks that you'll do is when the suspected double agent is talking to other people and you're far away doing something else or you want to distract them, you will fake contact the double agent and it just says banana bread. Nice. But you can And they know who the double agent yeah, is. Yeah, so then right? they sweep over cuz they're trying to figure out who it is and they're like who's talking to him, you know. But uh Oh, you cannot man. be talking to them at all. But it's it's hilarious because it's like banana bread, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely monotone, you know, there's no no attempted it. voice acting or whatever. Um it's a funny thing. That's good. It's got some charm to it for sure. Um I, I had a good time with it playing it. So cool. and that's it. That's all I've that's all I have played. So All right. What else we got? We got some news. That's the video games. Apparently, we got a couple news stories. Not a ton, but a couple. Yeah, some things have things have happened. Um, No, which one? Which one of these we want to talk about first? I mean, I think we got to talk about the Switch getting hacked. Yep. I mean, allegedly, right? I mean, they haven't. Oh, do they confirm? Have they proven it? Like, is that real? I believe they confirmed that. I believe it's that the hack is a hardware hack, something that Nintendo can't fix without reissuing new hardware, wow. which is kind of scary for them. Um, let me double. I think it has to do with the the chipset that is in the Switch and in a bunch of other Nvidia Shields and mm. the, the Shield TV, the Tigra One, or the, I think it's a Tigra X One based chipset. Um. Apparently it's unpatchable. Apparently this exploit cannot be patched out because of the way the hardware is interacting with the software, which again, that sounds yeah. nuts. It's a, um It's a real drag. And I don't know how I feel about it. It's a real drag like, for it, Nintendo. I, Why does this always happen to them? Like Exact I mean, I can guess a couple of reasons. One, they don't I don't like they make awesome hardware, but I don't think they understand there's a whole side of creating hardware and software, which is security, because hasn't every system they put out been hacked? I mean, every every like, video game system gets hacked eventually. The problem is that Nintendo's like are more susceptible. It feels like 
right? Because they, they right, don't really right. do the day one patch thing. They don't really do the always online thing. They don't really do, you know, yep. so, which is great. That's why we love and, them, right? Like, that's, but. Exactly. And sometimes the hardware they're using is older hardware. It's been out there in the market for a while. So it gives hackers a leeway on that hardware. So as soon as their hardware comes out, it's been out for two years. So people already know the exploits they can try to see if Nintendo patched this. Did they patch this? Did they fix that? But, man, hopefully, I, don't, I mean, it's going to get out there, and people are going to start hacking their Switches. Personally, I would, I mean, I guess it depends on how you are with games. I was one of those idiots who bought an R4 chip back in the day for my DS, and it was the worst decision I ever made because, yeah, you have access to pretty much any game you want but that's a double-edged sword because you're not like that's too much that's like too many riches like what do i play i'll just play nothing which is what happened so i will never go down that dark dark road again and i i hope it doesn't come to that but i think it's i think it's only a matter of time at this point. it always is and you can see the same thing happening every single time that uh you know, Ubisoft puts out a game with uh, Denuvo on it. I mean, it's just now it's kind of like the game is like who can get the hack out there fastest. So, like, I mean, it's like now it's right. under a month or two weeks or something like that for the, you know, so I mean, it, it was pretty much, I, I feel like, just a matter of time. And I think you're right. You know, you, with if you're coming out with hardware that's already kind of old, you, you're going into an environment where there's already a knowledge base on, on how to get around it. Anyway, it's a real drag. It is, yeah, it's a bomb. I hope, I hope Nintendo, like, you know, I think they're going to be okay, obviously. Like, oh, I don't think this is going to yeah, hurt them. Yeah. But I, what it what worries me is that you might see a lot of developers hesitant to bring their game to the Switch, right? Because they're like, oh, sure. people are just going to crack it. Um, that's a drag, but I don't think what I would say is that like most of the indie stuff that is on the switch that, that I think is some of the real compelling stuff is, um, already on steam. So most likely is pretty easy for those people to get at anyway, if they really Mm -hmm. want it. Right. You know? So like if they get, if they're going to pirate something, they've probably already done that. And then the flip side of it is, is that my other worry would be that people won't bring games, but Nintendo's going to keep putting games out, which is, I think the reason that you own a switch, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's great that a bunch of these games, the third parties are bringing games to the switch, but really we bought this thing so that we can play Mario and Zelda and Mario Kart and, you know, the first party Nintendo stuff. And that's not going to stop. Right. I want a new Metroid game. Yeah. I was about to say, Oh, don't, don't tease me. That's my other God of war was the big boy. I can't wait. Metroid is my other game that I will go Gaga over. So I'm just warning you now. When it gets launched or when it gets announced at E3, I'll probably be losing my shit. Oh, I'm excited. I think it'll be good. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I don't. So the Prime game is a departure for me. Like, I'm not a huge. I like. I appreciate the quality of those games, but I don't mm-hmm. super enjoy them. I love the original Metroid games, mm-hmm. though. Um, so right. I'm down if they do that. Uh, I would really love to see a like that Metroid DS thing get ported to the switch. I would love That'd that or, or another 2d. And I would, I would play prime. I would buy it if they put it out, you know, I would, yeah, you know, so. 
Oh yeah, so that's a bummer. But I I think Nintendo would be okay. They've sold a they've yeah. sold a ton Plus, of those. You can't hack cardboard, so it's true. It is. Con- I mean, I guess you can actually order a bunch of shit from Amazon. <laughs> they already no, they gave that to you. They they put the plans out like day one, didn't they? Oh, did the they? Plans are out there to make that stuff already. Oh, that's really cool. Well, never mind. Yeah, they're already there. Good I don't know if they Nintendo. put it out or somebody else, but I mean, you have to know. <laughs> Like if you're gonna print cardboard, like somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, well, I'll just copy this." You <laughs> yeah, know, like, I've got an exact yeah, way. Yeah, I, I can do you that. Know, I've got an exact. I'll make some more of them. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the that well, thing suit is. Have anybody has anybody touched that thing? No. I've not yet, but I I'm going to because I showed it to the girls and they lost their shit. They were like, oh, "I could be a robot." I'm like, "I guess, yeah." Uh, you're interested in this? I was surprised honestly but then i look around the house and i do order a lot of shit from amazon and there's tons of boxes in the house and they all have designs on them one's a space one's a car one's a... Mm-hmm. so they <laughs> love fucking with cardboard boxes so i was like you know what i'm gonna give them 80 bucks and i'm gonna try it out so hopefully here in the future we'll have a mini review oh man i would love that situation. i would love to see that because that I got to tell you, like, I am pretty sure I don't need more cardboard shit in my house. But <laughs> if I had kids, that would be the man. I'd be, build, I'd be yes, building me some robots. Excuse. So, like, exactly. go forth and let me live vicariously through your children. It's so, the most Calvin and Hobbes thing I think I've ever seen video games do in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I should be surprised, but I'm not because it's Nintendo. Like, of course they did this. True. <laughs> I am super interested to see sales numbers on this thing. I am really, really Same interested here. in how it sells. Yeah. Because it is not expensive, right? Like, I thought it was more, really. Like, I thought it was going to be more, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I think that stuff is pretty reasonably priced, especially the, the yeah. you know, whatever the variety or the tester kit or whatever that thing is. Yeah, the starter There's kit. a lot of stuff in that box, and it's, you know, to be yeah. under $100, not bad. That seems like a great Not deal, I think. I mean, I don't know if it's as good a deal as picking up a drop mix for 50 bucks. But <laughs> No, it's not. But what if you can build a drop mix deck out of cardboard? Now maybe we're on to something. Although the fishing looked kind of cool, I'll admit. And, you know, I've been playing yeah. the fishing strikes. And there's oh, fish, you yep. know what? And there's a piano. <laughs> you can make a piano. Maybe we could maybe that piano do looks that awesome, with drop though. mix. And there's already like 500 YouTube mixes of people making music with that piano, and it's legit. Yeah, like it sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like that's surprising when it's made out of like rubber bands and cardboard, right? Yep. Like, yeah, and reflective tape or something. That's yeah, that is <laughs> great. There are magicians, <clears throat> you know. But oh man, you, yeah, you sold me. There's a long <laughs> history of them like making things work with weird stuff like i watched a documentary the other day about the power glove and how they made the power glove work uh-huh. and so well sort of work you know because the power glove if you remember wasn't wasn't, wasn't the most great. effective no. device <laughs> so no, no the reason that the power glove was the way it is is because the power glove actually was created and it was like a ten thousand dollar device that was wow. made to make music a guy designed it to make music and it had fiber optic um, sensors on the outside of the glove. Oh my gosh. And it used, mm-hmm. it sensed electromagnetic fields. So you remember how the old power glove, how it had um, the, the sensors that went on your TV, you know, it had like the three mm-hmm. sensors that hooked on there. 
So that exact design is the same as the old power glove, except what it had was it had electromagnetic sensors in the glove. And and it those that's what it read. The problem is, is that stuff costs about 10 G's to make back then. So, you know what they, (laughs) so some smart dude, they basically like, were like, but you could make games with this, right? So they sold it and they sold like (laughs) 700,000 units of it at uh, Uh CES or whatever the equivalent of CES at the time was. And they had no idea. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, it's going to be under a hundred dollars and you know, we're going to make this thing. And they sold like, 700,000 of them and the demo that they had at CES was not real. It was like an actor oh, just wow. like messing like he was playing the games and he just they just made that shit up. So then they basically went Damn. to this engineer and were like, "Good, figure it out, buddy. You've got, you know, 700,000 orders that we have to fill." <laughs> so, if you look at it from that perspective, the power glove was yeah. actually pretty damn good considering how he, he figured out how to make it work. Um, it's kind of amazing that that thing worked at all. Um, man, you're just dropping that's, knowledge yeah, on me the right power, now. That's that is crazy. Some vertical slice shit, thing. though, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it was wild. Uh, and the guy had made it because he had, he wanted to, he, when he was a kid, used to uh, be a conductor. He would act like he was a music conductor. Sure. And he thought, what nice. if you actually made music that way? You know? And yeah. so he made the power glove and that's, you know, well, the other well, nutty thing was they had that whole tie in with the movie, the Wiz, right? Like or the wizard. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. The wizard. And, uh, the, so like, so they must've yeah. got, cause like that was, that was like a whole, like part of the lead up to the power glove coming out. It's like, uh, as I recall, mm-hmm. it was like that and super Mario yeah. brothers three. And those, 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 exactly. Everybody was super stoked about that. That summer. Yeah. So, the funny thing about that too is so in the US it was made that way. Do you know what they used in Japan to sell it? Because the Wiz never came out in Japan. The Wizard, it never came out in Japan. Okay. So in okay. Japan, the tie-in was RoboCop. And the commercials had what? like robotic hands. Like, and so they would show like RoboCop like shooting people, and then they would be like, you yeah. could be like RoboCop with the power glove on. And it sold super well in japan too yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have yep, worked because it was well. robocop yeah. like robocop it, rules the power glove is an amazing thing like it's really interesting that that thing worked um at all so labo yeah. i'm kind of shocked that that works at all um i feel the same except they actually delivered it right yeah on price exactly but some smart guy at nintendo was like what if we made it in cardboard and it <laughs> I wish I was in that room when he said that because I would have been like, uh, Jim, that's a stupid ass idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? And then six months later, you're like, God, yeah. Jim's like, Jim's yeah, so smart. Mm-hmm. Jim's got the corner. Yeah. 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 Jim's a Jim's, G. I'm getting Jim's coffee. <laughs> Jim's now SVP, SVP of product development, you know. Jim's like, what can Next we do? We're making this shit out of. <laughs> yeah. What can we do with cottage cheese, boys? What do we got? <laughs> I hate Jim. <laughs> damn it jim i'm sorry jim <laughs> that's so funny yeah but i mean apparently it works yeah people people have done yeah, it man. and uh, there's quite a bit of content from a lot of gaming outlets uh that shows that that shit works that it is yeah it's it is much more intimidating to build than it appears oh that's cool um i watched a little bit of giant bombs uh live stream where they were building this stuff and at first it turned me i was like 
they're still building. It's an hour in and they're still building. I was like, well, I guess I know what I'm doing on my Saturdays. I'm like, girls, we're going to learn how to cut and paste and glue and tape. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, man. If they mess it up, I'll just make. I'll just get an Amazon box. Yeah, cut something else out. I was like, boom, here you go. Just cut over the pattern, you'll be fine. Oh man, now I'm super stoked to do I, this. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, let us know how it is. Report back. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, so what else? What else happened this week? We've got. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to touch on. It's probably not like the most important thing, but they have the Animus Control Panel for uh, Assassin's Creed Unity now. Which, if you play Assassin's Creed Unity on PC, means that there's basically like a Quake era control panel that you can pull down and give yourself God mode or create an army of hippopotamus or like just do all kinds of different yes. stuff. I haven't messed with it yet, uh, but I think it seems like really neat. Uh, you can um, yeah you can set all kinds of parameters for the for the game basically. Like you can turn like assassination on and off, or you know so you can make the game way 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 harder than it uh, than it normally is. Or you can make it, yeah. You you can just IDDQD and be uh be go into God mode and do things that way. So that's pretty cool. Um, that sounds which, awesome. Uh, you know, we were just talking about hacking the Switch and uh, kind of feel like Ubisoft gets hacked so consistently that I feel like maybe they're trying at this point to just sort of preempt that and just all right, you know, <laughs> look, we're just gonna make it open and you can do whatever you want with it. Uh, just Try not to break our awesome. game. So yeah, that I thought was pretty neat. Like uh, just a cool post-release uh, update that they, they they pushed out. Yet another cool. Ubisoft ha- like just putting shit out because they can, right? Like yep. exactly. Well, it's like the, the, them, the editor with the Far Cry Five. I mean, the, there's so much stuff you can do with that. I think most of the levels that I've played in the Far Cry Arcade have been pretty shit, but. Uh, it's okay. Like you can you can slap levels together pretty quick in that thing. So, it's awesome. Always down for that kind of thing. Um, more is good. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, what else do we have? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we talked about this before. I lost power. Before I hit Twitch affiliate, which was a a long arduous journey. Um, Congratulations! Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, we some of us had to catch up to others on the stream. You know, we're still chasing, <laughs> yeah. chasing the coattails of more yeah. successful men. But we're, you know, uh, yeah, no, we're doing we're doing the best we can here. Um, but that was a cool that was a cool moment. Um, and to do it to do it playing Hitman, which is like probably one of my favorite games in the last five years, um, was really neat. Um, and like people really like Hitman. <laughs> people get people get very interested in that stream and they are very direct about what i should be doing and how bad i am at the game oh yeah oh it's a God. bad game for yeah. backseating but I, yeah oh man like um i jumped in your stream and i was like oh man i'm probably gonna see some hitman and usually i have the chat i i hide the yeah. chat and so i was like let me open up the chat it was just, hey man, go over here, go around this corner, <laughs> throw this, and then throw that guy. I was like, whoa, 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 you know, buddy. Hey man, like, <laughs> you, you know, some people come to a stream to play Puppet Master with their words. And, oh, hell yeah. Uh, you know what? Like, uh, to an extent, like, Hitman is so much fun that I'm kind of like, okay, 
which is sort of like going on autopilot and be like, yeah, okay, let's do that. You know, it's fine. Um, <laughs> because sometimes, man, Hitman just gets, there's just some amount of brain power that you just can't devote to it where you're just like, I, you know, how does this work again? Right. How am I going to get this? Like you walk in a room sometimes and your brain just like shorts out and you go, I have no idea how I'm supposed to make this work. So it doesn't bother me, but man, that is a phenomenon that I have not dealt with a lot uh, um, on Twitch <laughs> because I've not had many viewers, but getting viewers right. and having them tell me exactly what I should be doing, not like a yeah. suggestion, a like, command, things. like, um, but it, so how was it? Though? It was fun. Was it, was it fun? It was fine. Okay. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like I can roll with that. You know, if I don't want to do what he did, mm -hmm. somebody's telling me to do, I'm just not going to do it. But, Exactly. And you know what, like most of the, you know, all of the people that I've had that were that way, they eventually just get tired of telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard I've, been, yeah. I've been running, I've been running this game with my wife for a long time and I will yeah. do everything that she tells me to do, but eventually she will get tired of telling me to do things because I will get to the <laughs> point where I'm like, now, what do you want me to do? Oh, now, what yeah. do you want me You're to like, do? Oh. Now where do I go? And they're like, "Fuck, man, we made it to this, this guy's point. a yeah. damn, you know, automaton. Like he's a, you know, he can't do anything by himself." And then, then I've got him. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. So we're gonna, I'm gonna do some interesting stuff on Twitch, and I, I'm trying to. One of the things that I hope that people, if they are listeners to the cast, but they haven't watched any of our live content. You guys should go and watch that stream that me and Ian did where we played Cultist Simulator. Because yeah, that, that was shit good. was fun. That was, that fun. was a good time. Because yeah. um, I have never actually played a game um, that way on a Twitch stream. And it was a blast. Yeah, I haven't like, either. I want to do more of those. It was really neat. Because, I mean, like you had the game up. And then we were just kind of like talking. Like I was watching. And we, so, and we were talking things out. And again, we did both get stupid at the, one, at the same time when we stopped understanding mm -hmm. what was happening. But uh, no, but yeah, that was a. I thought that was a really fun experience. So, flew by. Yeah. So if you, well, yeah, if you're interested in stuff like that, absolutely swing by the channels, the channels. I was say get get ready. Some one of you two are gonna have to jump on stream with me when I play these scary ass sure. games. Not even, not even. We joking. should both get. We <laughs> should both get in on that one. Hell yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. It I is. Mean, a, like, you gotta talk them through. Need some moral support. Yeah. Just. It's cool, man. It's just a game. Just walk. No, man. It's gonna, it's gonna eat me. I don't... <laughs> oh, what's that? Sound? That reminds. No, it's probably nothing. It's probably. It's probably, probably nothing. Don't worry yeah. about it. You're good. Uh, Plow ahead. You, you sure? You sure, guys? <laughs> I rem Speaking of which, I bought a. I don't know why I did this, but I bought Alien oh, Isolation. <laughs> and I have a friend. He he loves horror games. They don't really phase him. He enjoys them. He said this game terrified. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, Last of Us was hard for me to get through. And he breezed through that. I know, I know. Last of Us is like, eh, eh. It's that one part when you're in a basement of that school area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But damn, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So that might be the one. Um, Alien Isolation is one of the scariest games that I've ever played. Same here. God, yep. You're like the 16th person to say that I'm, I, it is serious? very scary here's the thing though I, I will tell you, tell you this Jermaine I don't usually like scary games like I haven't played a bunch of like Resident Evil and I really didn't like Outlast at all uh, but I powered uh, through Alien Isolation like I like it was wow. definitely the scariest game I've ever played but I also actually wanted to 
keep playing it because I, I just thought it was awesome. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it helps if you're like a, a big that is a great about game. the uh, first couple of movies um, because it's it's definitely yeah. for you if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, but you gotta don't do yourself a disservice with that thing. Really, like you know, turn the lights off you know, close the door, like don't turn every light in the house on and play that thing. Cause it really is. All right. It really, it, it sets an environment like not many games do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that game is spooky, I mean, spooky. Um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So right. a quick story about this game. Uh, I, I was streaming it about a year ago, maybe more, but, uh, I, um, so I, I, I got off, like I hadn't meant to play it this long either, but like I, I, it wound up being like two thirty or three in the morning when I stopped, and so uh, nope. I, I was uh, turning everything down, shut shut stuff down, and then walked downstairs to get a glass of water. And uh, when I got to the bottom of the stairs, one of the cats had thrown up on the floor, and I was and I stepped in it with my bare feet, and just about hit the ceiling and had a heart attack because I was still so wound up from playing oh, the game for that god. long. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so. My my biggest fear is my eldest. She's six. She's gonna get up and come to my room, and I'm gonna shit. My <laughs> Distinct life. possibility. It's just gonna be terrifying. Just like, yeah. oh, oh my god, oh god. I don't, okay, I'm gonna stop thinking about. It. I'm just gonna do it one day. I'm gonna give everybody a notice. I'm like, hey, it's Friday. We're doing it. Watch me pee myself. <laughs> but I like that game a lot. Like, we'll see how many. Tune in Quick question uh, <laughs> from the the listeners. Uh, somebody wants to know if we could talk about the medieval up like remake that's coming out. Did you guys know that they're remaking medieval? Yeah, I, did, I think I did hear about that. I don't know anything about it. Um, medieval. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys play the original medieval for PS One? Not a lot, but enough to know what he's talking about. Yeah, like they're gonna remake it for PS Four. So. Wow. Yeah, there's a trailer offering now. Did they just announce this? I didn't even hear about uh, this. No, it's been, it's been for a little bit. They said that they were going to show it at PSX, um, like at the beginning uh, of April, and then kind of everybody sort of forgot. Um, and so there's yeah. just there's a teaser, really. Um, I would play gotcha. Medieval again. You know, I think that game is sweet. What um, was, what I liked was it. Medieval about? Was that like. So you're like a knight, and you're like a skeleton knight guy. Yeah, and it's. I mean, we're going back here for me, but yeah. I remember specifically being the skeleton. It it felt a little Earthworm Jimmy to me at the at the time. Okay. You know, like yep. that very well animated character action sort of game. Yep. Um, except you have a right. sword and you're kind of swinging it around, so it's got a little bit of that ghosts and goblins sort of feel to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally in. Uh, there's this. There's right. a bunch of these remakes coming out, right? Like of these sort of beloved properties that have never been touched um mm-hmm. yeah like i feel like you know, we do like for an uh, earthworm gym or a uh or a toe jam and earl or something like that uh come back at some point. yeah so like yeah like spyro is coming out yep, right yep. and they're starting to show footage of that and that game i mean it looks <laughs> new <laughs> right i mean yeah. it, it looks beautiful spyro was one of those games that i never super got into though um same here. Yeah. Some people love that game, though. Um, I was always more of a banjo kazooie sort of dude. Yeah. I always wonder, like, when it comes to these like late '90s or early aughts uh, character action 3D games, too. Like, 
were they actually good or did mm-hmm. or were they just kind of <laughs> no. crazy and, and weird and new like there's a bunch of ones that were very much not good like um like uh there's a weird amount of nostalgia bubsy. for get bubsy and gex and uh some of those yeah. games are pretty bad <laughs> yep yeah nobody wanted more bubsy no like we're we're good <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody wants more i think gex though i think if they put a gex out i would play it Maybe. Like if they updated the humor and like made another Gex, I would probably play it. Um, Gex, but man, you try to go back, you try to go back and watch that shit now. And it's, yeah, oh, that's really God, embarrassing. Kind of like yeah. it's just Gex. Three D games, man, were tough. Yeah. Like they were real hard. Like it, we didn't know how to make those yet. All right, like we hadn't no. figured it out. Um, so people were trying a lot of things, and I felt like. People just made the same 3D thing over and over and over and over yep. with like I mean, different characters. Mario 64 just over and over again for 10 years. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it felt like that. And then that's why games like Psychonauts, which I think is a good game, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it's like this insanely beautiful masterpiece that everybody thinks it is. It's just that it was one of those that didn't suck. Yeah. You know, I, so it stood I out that so up hard. Yeah. Not that long ago, and it's not fun to run around in that world that much. <laughs> like the platforming's not super good, you mm-hmm. know. So, right. yeah, I think like there's a lot of games during that time period that that did work, like shooters. I think shooters you can probably go oh, yeah. back to, you know, and like those are still fun. Like Halo's still a good game. Yep, yep. Um, you play Counter Strike, it's still good. You play Half Life, it's still good. You know, yeah. you play Goldeneye. It's a little rough, but it's still you can still see where you can have fun with Goldeneye, yeah. right? But as long as nobody picks but short. man, like, yeah, exactly. But if you try to go back and play like Bubsy, I don't, I don't know, man. Like that's uh, no. there's no reason to do that. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of old shooters, I was cleaning out my uh, closet and I found. Did you ever play that game? It was an Ubisoft game called 13. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. That game was great. Yeah, that's great. an old old one. It mm-hmm. It was cell shaded. It still looks good. I want like and I don't know how many people actually played it, but it I want to remember. And it had that. that crazy like uh comic book panel stuff that would pop mm-hmm. up and there, yes. yeah, it was a cool spy yes. game. It was super French that, too, I think. That was a fun ass game. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, and I, I I believe it ended on like some huge ass cliffhanger that will never get resolved. Mm-hmm. Like D four, uh, but Ubisoft's been knocking it out of the park with all these games lately. So man, I'll, I'm still holding out. 13, 13 two. Man, that's it's going back. Yeah, like bring it. There, I, I, like I don't want people to think that I don't like old games. It's just that I think specifically that realm of three D game, which is, mm-hmm. oof, man, there's not many good ones yeah. out of it. And I think there's been other ones like that too, like side scrollers on the NAS, right? There's hundreds of side scrollers on the NAS, and like yeah, five percent of them are actually worth playing, mm-hmm. if that many. Right? Exactly. So, Ugh. yep, video games—they keep making them. They do love them. So what we got coming up? Anything that you guys are exciting or excited about that's coming up? Anything? I feel like oh, I feel like man. everything was very all like clumped together, and now we're kind yeah. of like at this sort of lull, which is good because now I can catch up and play some things. Um, exactly. I've got, you know, I've got too many games to play, but I'm trying to think if there's <laughs> anything hot coming up. 
that's basically how I feel too. Is just like I kind of want to like now the big things that I was looking forward to basically is BattleTech, and uh, now mm-hmm. I'm just glad mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some time to play that. Yeah, yeah I feel like and you, you know how I feel about God of War, so I'll, I'll be playing that for the next part month, month and a yeah. half. I feel like the only other thing that I'm excited about playing, but I can probably wait on is Pillars of Eternity. This Pillars of Eternity oh, is yeah. coming out, and I'm I love those games. You know me and Divinity mm-hmm. and all of those. I'm like yeah. super into those. Um, so I'll I'll be down on that. Um, the Destiny expansions coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. you guys Destiny tours. You, you know, you shoot some. I I I played through the single player, and I haven't touched it since. The single player story. That's me as well. I've I been really haven't. I've got a lot you know, of time in the in the end game stuff. Like I've done the raid and uh, mm-hmm. like, oh nice, um, I like I was I was happy with it for a while and then I just stopped playing it and haven't since then. So right, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I got I got a lot out. Of, I just I think it was right after that last expansion came out. I played that and I was like, yeah, this kind of sucked, and uh, just haven't. <laughs> uh, uh, when we got the Dark Souls remaster coming out pretty soon, and uh, just, yeah, that got delayed oh, yeah. sadly, right? Like, I think that thing got yeah got, for the Switch, yeah, it got delayed for the Switch, it got delayed for okay. the Switch. So, yeah. the regular, the only one that I'm paying attention to is the Switch, to be honest. <laughs> Although, they did say that you'll get it cheaper <laughs> if you owned uh, the Prepare to Die one, yes, so you'll have it, you'll consoles. get it half off. Oh, yeah, that's right, Steam, yeah, the, the Prepare to Die edition, which is good, nice. Uh, that's really cool because I might pick that up for PC. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, twenty bucks instead of forty. That sounds like a yeah. I'm, I, that might be worth it. Um, I haven't heard a ton about the performance increases on that thing, right? Like it definitely looks better, right? Like what I've seen. Yeah. It, um, but <laughs> I don't know. And I Dark Souls a lot. Do I need to Dark Souls? And there's two more of them, and mm-hmm. there's Bloodborne. Like, do I need to go back to the first one? The first one, I think, is still the best one, <laughs> yeah. personally, but do, I don't know if I need it. Let's see a remaster of, uh, of Demon Souls. I'm surprised they didn't announce that. The emulator people are on that. Yep. Like, apparently, you could play a, mm. a 4K 30 frames per second version of that thing in an emulator now. Nice. Which is, huh. you know. You gotta beat the, you gotta beat the the emulators to market if you're so <laughs> <laughs> yeah true like, come on get in there get just release that thing that's a cool game especially since the servers are down I think there's totally due for you don't even have to really remaster it just upres it clean the textures up a bit yeah add some online support throw that thing on PSN charge twenty bucks for it people will buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sega's learning that with like Shenmue. They're doing the they're all they're doing is. Uh, they're not really even remastering the games. I mean, it's just going to be a, uh, you know, with some modern resolutions because mm-hmm. they've done that with Vanquish and Bayonetta already. It's worked out great. Yeah. So why not? Yep. You guys going to, you guys going to get down on some Shenmue? I, <laughs> you know, you know, revisit uh, Shenmue? I will not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was obsessed with Shenmue for Dreamcast and that's where my inception <laughs> stops. Like, I don't care about this remake. I don't care about the, third one coming out because it like that magic is gone like when they were announcing Shenmue for Dreamcast I was like oh you can open every drawer and you can walk around the city and and now I'm like I'll just play Witcher yeah. or something mm-hmm. 
bad news. I tried playing no, I think too, but man, it game bored me to tears. Yeah. 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 So uh, not for me. There. No. I. You know what? People that like Shenmue, I'm happy you're getting. That's cool. One. Yeah. That's great. Yes, <laughs> you know, but, exactly. But I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. We'll have to listen to a different show to find out about what those are like because I don't think we're going to be playing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we. That's that you know. So, no. so maybe that's who we need to. Maybe when Shenmue comes out, we'll bring somebody on as a guest that really likes Shenmue. Go. Yep, that'll be. Our, we need to find a Shenmue yeah, person a Shenmue and bring yep. them on. Look, you are our Shenmue feet on the street correspondent. Yeah, um, give us, <laughs> in touch give, us. Yeah. give us, let us know if you love Shenmue. Write in. So. <laughs> questions at vgwam.com we'd love to hear from uh, you so I, there's, tell, there's tell a problem with this plan nobody that likes Shenmue has a computer so <laughs> oh wow wow whoa <laughs> whoa he's throwing isolation throwing darts oh my god they just can you imagine if uh, you hadn't like so what if somebody sort of just stopped like they played Shenmue on the Dreamcast and they were just like this is it yeah. I don't need a game yeah. forever because they, they that's how they sold Shenmue. They're like, you're never going to need another game. You just play Shenmue forever. And so exactly. what if there's somebody who has been playing Shenmue? Just just never moved on. Just always there's Shenmue. Be somebody. It's just like a forgotten civilization. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one person out there. Oh, God. At least one. Just send, me a, send us an email or a carrier pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> page me on my beeper. Yes, exactly. And, you have and to send me I'll a message on a Timo. I'll come kick. get you. Yeah, I'll come save you. Oh my god, that is so ridiculous. Uh, I'll bring you a DS. It's gonna it's blow, gonna your, blow mind. your mind. Um. Uh, all right, that's it. I think anything else, guys? You got anything? Uh, one little thing. Uh, that I I can't sure. believe we didn't uh, mention, but um, the uh, studio that made Firewatch, Campo Santo, has joined Valve. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of Valve. yeah, that's so, right. I I want to give a hundred percent of that credit to me because I <laughs> met Chris Remo and he immediately got bought by Valve. You're welcome. Well, good job. Good job <laughs> I blessed him. I I shook his hand <laughs> and I said, "I love the work that you do." And I bet Valve was standing behind me. They're like, "We should buy that guy's company." That's exactly how it went down. Yeah. Did you Did you hear what he said? All right. Cool. cool. Wow. Look Congrats at that love. On your right? magic hand. So, uh, but that's effective apparently immediately. They're going to be moving up from the Bay Area to uh, start working at uh, Valve in Bellevue, Washington. And um, their next uh, game is in the Valley of the Gods, which, uh, which well, looks sweet. Looks real cool. It's like a 1920s archaeology game set in Egypt, and it uh, it'll it'll now be a uh, a Valve game. So sweet. Valve. They're making games all right by buying people that make games. Hey. Yep. I think Gaben said something about that earlier this year, and it turns out he was absolutely serious about it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, let's get something that's just about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and people were kind of bagging on him because, you know, it, I had we had a conversation in the Discord about this, but, um, you know, people were sort of mad because a lot of people had left Valve, like their writers had left. And I think, like, right. look, companies go through phases where they have to focus on different things, right? Mm-hmm. And Valve had a yep. lot of things going on for the last probably five to ten years. You know, they had the biggest digital distribution platform in the world. They had VR. They had, I mean, a lot going on, man. Like, Let's not forget the international, some... too. That whole Dota 2 pro scene and, yeah. and uh, Counter-Strike 
the that the yeah, that they, pro they, scene. they right. own two esports like yeah. they i mean they have a lot happening and it, it like give them some time like it's the everything goes through growing phases and like and then they're mad that they want to hire writers back in and it's like look like right what are they supposed to do make your mind they're supposed stuff. to just yeah. go you know what like it's over we're not making anything ever again like no like i i would argue that campo santos is probably the most sure easy slam dunk purchase that anyone can make yeah and you know like right. those guys are brilliant it, they're all super talented and mm-hmm. it's also 12 people so i mean you know it's not like a gigantic acquisition either mm-hmm. but that, that's mm-hmm. perfect for the way valve works yeah because it's it would be really right. hard for valve to integrate like a big studio oh yeah you know like if valve were to buy somebody like super giant or something that would be real weird mm-hmm. they wouldn't know what to do with them right right but i think yeah. like <laughs> you know and I mean, super giant, not like super giant, like EA giant, but super giant, the actual yeah. company. <laughs> right. I feel yeah. like that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if they bought somebody like that who has, you know, 50, 60, I, I don't know, actually even know how big super giant is anymore. There has to be a lot of people making those games. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it works as well. So. And they have their own they, established pipeline from, you know, development to publishing. And I mean, it would just be a total, you know what I mean? Like it would just kind of be a waste of time. You'd be pulling people on board that have a different process and I would have to either, you know, learn or adapt to, you know, your, so mm-hmm. it makes less sense. And, and I think the case yeah. of Campo Santo, you've got a bunch of just genuinely good creative types who will be immediately starting to add value. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, they're just brilliant dudes. Yeah. And you know what, if more games like Firewatch get made, fine. Fuck good. Yeah. Is that game? This Firewatch was awesome. Um, Agree. So good, and just an economy of design in that game that I would love to see Mm -hmm. applied in different ways. So, go! Congratulations to those guys. Yeah, well deserved. So, that's it. Anything? I think that's it. We rambled on for a while. That's the show. We did good. We stretched that one out. We really pulled it. Like stretch arms, yeah. or just like, what do we got here? You know, just the saltwater taffy of video games. Yeah, yeah, the best, the best salt, the best taffy, right here. Yes. Uh, so that's what we're known for. Yeah, we're known for that salt. <laughs> so, last thing before we get into the closings here, so we would, I really want to say thank you to all of the people that listened to this thing because. Last episode, we had a stupid number of people listening to this thing. Um, a huge yeah. number. I mean, the, the listener count over doubled uh, in one in, to a large number that is a number that I didn't think we would hit for a long time. And uh, thanks for listening to us ramble on every week. We love it. We're so happy to have you. Yes. Um, it's really a cool thing. It's cool to have people listen to the stuff you shout into the void. It's pretty great. Exactly. <laughs> Feels pretty good. So, you know what you should do is you should shout back, though, by writing in to questions at VGWAM.com. We'd love to hear you. You know, send us some questions. We'd love to talk about it on the cast. Uh, you know, you can always come in through the chat during the live records. We, we'll try to answer it the best that we can. But the surest way to get your question answered is to send it into that email so that we can prepare and know what we're going to say. Um, also, we have a, a, a giveaway <laughs> that is actually probably over <laughs> uh, by now. So, so 
whoops, you guys all missed it. But we we gave away a copy of God of War. That was cool. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be running probably one of those a month, giving away something new and hot. Um, so make sure you follow us on Twitter if you don't already. We'll have all the information there. Um, you can join us in the Discord. Uh, link to that is going to be in the description of the episode. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us in a million different places. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just Google video games were a mistake. Uh, it's not hard to find us. We dominate the first page for that. Um, the only thing above us is the description <laughs> of the actual meme, which, <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. That's I'll fine. take it. For now. For now. For now. Because if we, if we knock that off, then we're going to have trouble explaining why we're named what we're named. <laughs> but so, by then, everyone you know will know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, if you don't, you know, there are a million different places to find us. You can find Ian. Where can they find you? I'm at iBoudreau on Twitter. Uh, that's the easiest place to find me. It's IB, then a bunch of vowels, then DR, and then some more vowels. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, you can find <laughs> me there. And that points to all the other spots that I pop up. Yeah. And where can they find you, Jermaine? Uh, you can find me on the tr- Twitch channel, uh, Kryptonite. That's K-R-Y-P-T-I-N-I-T-E. And there, all my social media stuff is linked, and you can follow me there as well. Cool. And you can find me at, at Michael underscore underscore Benson on Twitter, um, at Michael Benson on Twitch. Um, not hard to find, uh, you know, just go looking around. You can also find all this information on our website, VGWAM.com. Um, we have a host page. You can find all that info there. So there's also information about the giveaways when we do those. So um, that's it. We love you guys. If you watch the uh, live record this week, we apologize in advance. Uh, my power went off literally four <laughs> minutes into the recording. And uh, it's been a, a bit of a cluster, but you know what? We're here. We're doing it. And we're going to get the cast out for you. Never say die. Just record it again. (laughs) Everybody have a great night. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Bye. Bye.